Hello guys and girls and welcome to episode 76 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. You can catch the show live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and you can also check out the audio version which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Anchor. Thank you. Thank you to everyone that is joining us live in the chat. Great to see you all joining us. Hello to you all. Sorry for the slight delay in the start, but uh, we're here for you now. So let's uh, get the show on. Uh, if you have any questions, comments or feedback during the show, put them in the chat and we'll try to answer as many questions as we can. Now it's time for me to introduce you to the team. First up this week, this guy's been playing hide and seek in VR and blasting around the freeze land on his Super 73. It's of course Nathy. How you doing, man? You're right. Yeah, yeah. I got a Super seventy three now. I'm so happy. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really cool piece of kit. Like, you, maybe you should explain what a Super seventy three is for the the uneducated. Flamethrower, yeah, so, right? Flamethrower? Flamethrower? No, no. Nope. That's uh, although that's also on my bucket list. Super seventy three is uh, is an electric bike, and oh. um, yeah, it, it's basically going super fast. And uh, it's just amazing to tour around with. It's uh, it's coming from California. It was a Kickstarter first, and now they are selling them everywhere. And uh, it's 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 just cool to you know cruise oh, sweet, yeah. with your friends. We have two now because my brother bought one first, so you can ah. just uh, hang out with friends and uh, just go wherever you want. And it was a like a sunny day. I'm not sure about you guys, but the sun was shining, <laughs> the flowers were growing. I was like, uh, you know. This is Living a dream to, to use my bike and explore the world. Very nice. Very nice. Well, good to have you on the show, dude. Next up, we've got a killer combo this week. Legendary <laughs> VR Twitch streamer, ZimTok5, and host of the VR show, Epix911, both live from Canada. How are you both doing? Doing awesome. Oh, man, I'll tell you, Canada makes you appreciate positive degrees in weather you know anything that's above freezing like today is like seven degrees here i've been at minus 10 to minus 16 the whole trip wow. uh it feels like i'm in the caribbean yeah <laughs> vancouver though to be fair hardly ever snows and i'm moving back there so um yeah but here it's, it's pretty damn cold eh? pretty cold pretty cold <laughs> <laughs> so i even uh, threw an a in there you did hey <laughs> <laughs> So next up, you don't even want to know what this next guy has been up to this week in VR. <laughs> Maybe I'm just hoping that if he gets swatted by the FBI, that it happens live on stream, you know, to make it more entertaining. Uh, it's of course Rowdy Guy. How you doing, man? You're right. Yeah, I'm. I'm all right. The, uh, the audio listeners now are going like, what? What? What happened? Like, you know, like I, I'm not really sure what happened, but. Uh, I guess more on that later, right? Like a little bit more. On oh, that later. tease. Yeah. Tease. Tease. Okay. So if you don't know who I am, my name is Mike, host of the show from Virtual Reality Oasis. In today's show, we're going to be adding more fuel to the fire around the speculation of an upcoming Rift S headset from Oculus. We're going to be talking about the new book from Blake J. Harris called The History of the Future. This is a really cool book. You definitely want to stay tuned for this one. Uh, we're going to be giving you details on some releases coming next week. And then finally, we're going to be talking about an upcoming beat rhythm shooter game uh, from Harmonix called Audica. So we've got a busy show for you today, uh, but let's 
first find out what everyone's been playing in VR this week and their highlight of the week. And of course, let's uh, fire it over to Nathy first uh, to see what he's been up to. So I uh, I played uh, Intruders Hide and Seek. Just came out on PlayStation VR. It's an exclusive for now, but I do have a feeling it's coming to PC later down the road, like almost every developer does nowadays. It's a great deal, I would say. Um, but um, yeah, this is basically a Home Alone VR simulator. Uh, let me let me tell you the story in, in short. Uh, you're basically living in a house uh, together with your parents. You're playing as a little kid. You also have a little sister. Mm. And um, there are a bunch of burglars coming inside. And um, they, um, they are looking for something. I'm not going to tell you what it is. But... Uh, the the power uh, goes out. Uh, there's a storm, and it's super dark. And they are looking for you and your parents and your sister. And you constantly need to, you know, try to make your way through the house, crawl through fence, uh, uh, hide behind couches, and well, um, go on your own mission. So, yeah, it's it's a it's an exciting exciting title, uh, I would say. Although, uh, at the start, I was like, hmm, I'm not so sure if this game is going to be any good. Because the moment I uh, got out of the cutscene, I fell through the floor. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, can happen, can happen. That's but usually if you fall through, through a game, then that's, that sometimes means that it's not that great. Because if you can't even get your floor straight, then... <laughs> But then uh, after that, I played it for like three hours, maybe. And um, yeah, it was super solid. Uh, it, it worked fine. So that was just a bug. Um, I don't know why, but I'm usually the one that can get into these weird glitches. And how, I don't know. But uh, it's it's funny, though, because the game is kind of scary. Because, I mean, Ho- Home Alone uh, was was a pretty creepy movie with, with these burglars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as a kid, I was like, hmm, okay, I don't know. Maybe maybe I also have some burglars watching my house. Who, who knows? Who knows? For Nathan, um, it's like but then, you, got, like, you got like Home Alone, but you got like Resident Evil. And then, like, <laughs> yeah, you know. It's really close. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying in their own like, uh, you know, genre. Um, but, you know, where you have this feeling where something creepy is about to happen, but then you fall through the floor. That's like so creepy. Because you're like, yeah. oh no, wait, wait, wait. Just happened? I, I had that with horror titles too, where there's like a glitch happening and it makes it even more scary than it should be. <laughs> Maybe that's the ultimate hiding place, you yeah. know, when you fall yeah. through the floor. That's you, what they I can't said get you there. <laughs> that's what I said too. I was like, you know, uh, I just rebooted the game. I, d- I don't want to cheat here. You know, I don't want to get the best hiding place. I will play it fair. That's what I said in the video. So, but uh, yeah, great, great game. And this was one of those games that I first wanted to play for 20 minutes. Usually I just play the first part and then I stop and I upload it to my channel. Um, but this one was, the story was so good that I felt like I wanted to finish it. So after three hours, I got to the end. And I, I do feel like at the end, it catches up steam and it gets way more interesting than the start. It, it starts off slow, but uh, it's definitely uh, worth uh, uh, playing, I would say. And again, it might come to PC. I have a feeling it will. Yeah. yeah. The game... Uh, you... Go on. Zen. All right. Uh, I'm just curious, because you said hide and seek game, uh, and I have seen trailer for this. Ducking mechanics in that, and did, did you find any problems with the mm. PSVR? Because that's one of the things that I found 
some titles really underperform on PSVR in terms of you know giving you that message when you move your head too well, much. Well, it's right? not it's not a a physical title. I first played it standing, but then I figured out that it was a seated experience and that standing wasn't working. Um, so yeah, you just have to use the the thumbstick to to crouch. For example, uh-huh. you can hide under tables, you can hide behind uh, a couch, you can uh, go into closets and stuff like that. Uh, it's 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 fairly obvious when you play the game what you have to do later down the road because the house is jam-packed with closets. It's like an overload of hiding places. I think they could have toned that down a bit and made it harder to play. It's it's an arcadey an arcadey uh, survival title. Uh, now, when you're in those hiding spots, can you look out like from yes, the closet? Yes. It's like almost like Alien Isolation, but then a right. more um, you more know version mm-hmm. of that. Um, so yeah, you can. And then sometimes they stand in front of your closet scale. and they're like, "I heard something." Um, and uh, but the burglars are not playing around. They are uh, pretty savage in what they do to you. Uh, like I once got knocked out by the burglar because he found me. He just it's you know. Good. Uh, threw his fist into my face. I'm like wow. a kid of like like ten or twelve. I don't know. I got stabbed. And it, and yeah. Like yeah, so, yeah. You can get stabbed too. It's horrible. I think that's the thing. You're a defenseless child. You don't have access to any weapons. You no. can't fight back in any and way. What I do want to say is that I felt like you know the hiding mechanics were great, but they could have thrown in a crafting system where you could, for example, find toys and then make a bomb or yeah. a trap and kind of. Um, you know, throw like in a guide or something. Yeah, because the only thing I could do was run away, hide, and that's it. But throwing something to distract them or using a booby trap to slow them down, I don't know, could have been fun in a way. Nathie basically wanted to be Macaulay Culkin and throw the marbles on the floor. You know, it kind of looks like him after all, you know, so. I know, I know who I also look like. <laughs> I don't know, too. <laughs> uh, Dr- Draco Mal- Malboy from Harry Potter. That's true. That's true. According to Mike, I look like him. Uh, if you uh, agree, let us know in the chat. I'm sure you do. Um, but I also played this game. Uh, I, I also completed it as well. So I think that there is uh, a testament to the game design that it draws you in to, to play it until you finish it. Like I played it in one yeah. session. Yeah. So huh. in, in that, I would say it's got some positives, but it it is an indie game after all. Oh. doesn't last particularly long. Um, and I thought the fact that I had to use the, the, the DualShock controller over the Move controllers was a bit disappointing. Mm-hmm. And I did find, I'm not going to spoil the story in any way, but I did find the story got a bit hammy, you know, like a bit obvious mm-hmm. uh, later on. Um, it was, it was. But overall, you know, I thought it was uh, it was fun for what it was. But overall, as a hide and seek game, I think Alien Isolation still does a better job. Yeah, but 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 that's if you want to play Alien Isolation, you gotta use a mod on PC to play it in VR, and on PlayStation, you can't do that. Um, to add uh, something else to that, I would also say that the voice acting wasn't that good. I felt like that also killed it a bit for me. Um, And yeah, sometimes you have the story being too obvious and you're like, "Ah, I know what's going to happen next. But there are also moments where you're like, I I know what's going to happen. And then suddenly it's something else. So there are moments where the story goes like completely nuts. That's what I said. Like at the end, it catches up. So I I think at the start, it's a bit, you know, cheap. But then later on, it, it does pick up. It almost feels like at the start they were kind of you know learning how to build this game and then later like yeah we now know how uh, how we got to do it so yeah I was wondering is, is the developer do we know are they north america based i only they, say that they because... are spanish yeah. yes um, okay 
Because yeah. like usually European uh, games and game design and stuff, it, it, it doesn't tend to spoon feed you as yeah. much. I, I, I find North American content tends I'm, to be a little bit more spoon fed. So. I, I am happy we we could like talk about this game on the podcast because I do feel like the launch window wasn't great. I, I, I felt like this that mm-hmm. that week when it came out wasn't the best time to do it. I mean, there are so many titles uh, launching at the moment. Uh, it had a silent launch. I felt like I, I didn't see that many people talk about it or cover it or do anything with it so hopefully after this podcast people mm. on playstation vr are gonna check it out yeah, it's, we uh, mentioned yeah. it last week as well so uh you know yeah. They, yeah. i'm sure they they got quite some coverage i actually did see a lot of reviews on it uh, a lot of review sites on it uh, as well so um uh, i don't know how much how many sales they had of course but uh yeah. but the one of the things we, we covered on before was uh the ps the psvr store that just the playstation 4 store uh, it does a great job of hiding some titles. Like there are some mm-hmm. things still today. That, oh, yeah. I go explore the store. I'm like, I never saw that. That's and also, right. it's regional. Like um, mm-hmm. Sprint Vector, which when it launched in the U.S. market, um, it, it actually featured on the store here in Europe. It didn't even show. It was just buried in the in the library. And and the team service uh, could they, be they, in the it. first place. They should not hide the PSVR section because it's all the way down and no one really knows about it. And exactly. then the demos of that is even harder. So they just need to make it easier to find yeah 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 so that is intruders so what about you two guys then what did you what did you both play i'm intrigued to know <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, you've probably been too busy trying to sell it well I, no but I, I'll, I'll, you go first all right yeah. so um poker vr basically i've been itching for poker so much we had plans to go to a casino here didn't quite yeah. manage it because of the weather unfortunately got nuked on thursday but um i've just been playing fact tons of poker vr because it's still for me and i've been looking trawling for other things and i've played a few kind of one-timers but i wanted to say that again because community easy to drop in easy to grab a tournament which you can't do in poker stars uh, and ability to connect with friends of mine who are on mm. rift or are on go it's like a great cross-section it's kind of like the rec room of oculus go and that's what i like about it so yeah. i'd be interested to know because um we do, we talked about this last week on the show whilst you was away uh, that we tried a monopoly uh, and being a social experience it basically overheated our goes so i'd be interested to know if you have the same issue using poker vr being a social application no i get a good um i get a good kind of hour and a half hour and 45 minutes i don't think it's because it's social i think that monopoly i tried it as well and my god it tanks fast i mean i Mm. i was at 30 percent battery dead in five minutes oh wow i mean like I think the game needs some serious software optimization because clearly that thing is either got a memory leak or something going on that's just dumping. And and it just lights to go up to the point where it is baking hot. Let let alone that game is bloody confusing. I couldn't figure it out, but uh, I did try going. (laughs) I go against the bots after a while. Gave up. So what about you, Alex? Yeah, for me, uh, as he was saying, I'm selling this house here. We actually sold it. So I've had to take down uh, most of my Vive and Rift stuff. So what I've been doing is going back to Old Faithful, which is Elite Dangerous, because it's nice and quick. I can put my HOTAS up, one one uh, camera, and I'm good to go. So that's been pretty much when I have played, it's been Elite Dangerous. Nice. Nice. And, and like, I'd be interested to know, because like having no experience with Elite Dangerous whatsoever, like... And, and maybe some people in the chat are the same as well. But what's your sort of draw to this game? Because so many people love and adore this game and they keep going back to it over and over again. For me, the biggest thing, and it goes back to when I was a kid, I wanted to be a space cadet, not the mental variety, but I honestly thought we'd be flying spaceships by now, right? <laughs> For me, <laughs> it, is, 
it is the fantasy of being in a spaceship. When you put on the VR HMD and you look around the cockpit of your ship, pancake gaming, it just, it can't, it's just so much better. Cockpit in VR is such a natural fit to begin with. And when you're sitting in your cockpit and you're sitting in real life, I've got my HOTAS set up. So where my hands are in game, they're exactly in the same spot. So the immersion is just amazing. Mm -hmm. And the freedom, some people don't like grindy games. I love it. It's the freedom to go and do whatever I want, whenever I want, whether it's five minutes, five hours, it's that kind of game. Nice. I'm so glad you're saying that, man, because um, I was planning a week of Elite Dangerous because I owe it to one of my earlier viewers to like do that when I go back. Right. So I forgot that you were into it so much. We got to do some. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. I know I know people. I remember seeing a video once of people watching videos in their cockpit uh, whilst playing mm -hmm. Elite Dangerous. So they were watching movies whilst doing space mm -hmm. tasks. You know? And the other thing, Mike, is... You can set it up, and this is how I've got it set up, using voice commands, right? Right. So you've got the HOTAS and every, every function in that ship that's not timing sensitive, like deploy landing gear. All of that is voice automated. So it's, wow. you get this feeling of literally being in a spaceship. I, I would go so far as to say uh, setting something like a voice attack up is almost mandatory. There are two, like, unless you got one of those like Naga, like 60 button combinations yeah. for Warcraft mice, <laughs> exactly. you will not have enough buttons to push That's right. to be able to control the game. That game, I, uh, before they accordioned the controls, you could scroll down it for almost a, a solid 60 seconds. Oh, yeah. And you have to go through and configure. Like, it probably took me about four hours to configure the game, all the button mapping and combos when I first started. It's a lot easier now. It is. And yeah. they've made it a lot more intuitive. But, would my God, there was not a game I've played that even has a quarter of the length of the options in that game, yeah. controls-wise. It is oh. insanely long. And it seems daunting, but you you adapt yeah. really quick. Yeah. yeah, once you learn it. Yeah, exactly. Nice. I'd love to know in the chat as well, like what, what everyone is, has been playing in the chat, but also if there's any elite fans out there, I'd, I'd love to know. Um, so let's pass it over to uh, to Rowdy um, and let, let's let's talk about what you played this week. <laughs> no, the thing I actually wanted to highlight was uh, Sam and Dan Floaty VR uh, Floaty Flatmates. I played together. No one cares about that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it was actually one of the of the first co-op games of virtual reality that I thought was really original. So um, mm -hmm. I, I played that one. If people want to check it out, it's a free title on the Steam store. So that's actually fairly nice. It's called uh, Sam and Dan Floaty Flatmates. Um, definitely check it out. And then the game that everyone wants to hear is, uh, well, it's not really a, a game, I would say. It's more like a, an experience, like uh, like they call it on there. It's called Tsun Tsun, uh, if I pronounce it correctly. Mm -hmm. And it's basically you being poached by a girl. Uh, and when I got into the game, I realized after Mike's recommendation, by the way, everyone, it was Mike who recommended this game. For the finger, <laughs> <laughs> I, I got the tweet. I can show That's it. That's the one you kept tweeting me, Mike, right? Uh, it's uh, basically a, a girl that is uh, far too young to be poking a mature an adult man in ver even in virtual reality it's it it felt very very wrong and i know that some of us have tried it as well i'm not gonna call any names mike <laughs> mike um but what like what did you think of it so, so so let's let's give it some context because there's only one reason why we tried this game and that is because it's got native b haptic support it's one of those rare games that you know you can actually have a character interact with you and feel it and although it's 
completely weird, very disturbing that you're being touched by a, uh, you know, a, a girl. Uh, in my case, it was like a demon girl. Uh, it's very uncomfortable and strange, but it's a good demo of how the vest works. Um, but what I was surprised was how you managed to stretch that out to seven minutes of <laughs> yeah. YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, um, I don't. But, but uh, how did you how did you feel like uh, with, with these sort of rumbles, the haptics? Because I found that you could even turn around and the haptics I were then. That as well. yeah, yeah. I, trust me, I did everything you could do in that game. You know, otherwise I would never have gotten it to seven minutes. I, I wanted to get it to ten minutes, you know, to please the YouTube algorithm. But no, that that didn't work. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I tried turning around. Um, I didn't find it that impressive because the girl, like, she doesn't move towards you or something. So she just, if you're not standing close enough to her, she will still poke you. You just won't feel it. She will just do the same kind of poking gesture the entire time. So that was kind of weird. And when you turn around, you feel it in your back indeed. And then all of a sudden, like for whatever reason, she starts hugging you and you feel like that she's, you know, her arms is like wrapping around you. Then she, did did she bring out the toy with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't show that in my video though because I thought it was too much. What Um, what is that about? I showed everything. I'm not going to show it. It's weird. It, it, it makes you feel quite uncomfortable that experience, yeah. and, and for some reason, B Haptics promoted it the other yeah, day. This is, uh, this is uh, in their oh, press kit, actually. It can't be that bad. Yeah. I thought, you know, it has to be it has to be you know a decent virtual reality experience. And yeah, wow. Where, where where's yeah. where's the one for the ladies? Is what I want to know. You know, all the little. Oh, trust me, this that toy this was a whole not for men. <laughs> that toy was not for men. The thing that she pulled out. Trust me on that uh, one. <laughs> but no, I'm really curious about something that I think Nathy dropped in Twitter about a week ago, uh, which is that the B-Haptics Fest um, got a, an update so that it, you can use all audio sources, very similar right. to like a sub pack where yes. you're, you're driving it off of the bassy tones. Yeah. Have any of you experimented with that? Because I'm quite yeah. curious I played how they with, compare. Uh, we, we talked about that actually last time, I think, uh, last week. Uh, mm. that, that, uh, we played it with Beat Saber. Uh, to see how that um, but I think Mike brought up something really, really uh, valid there as well. Because with the with the sub pack, it's more like the subwoofers, and the, the amount of vibration that you feel mm-hmm. is probably a lot, lot more because you get like more of the bass. While this is more directed movements and uh, maybe less intense, you can oh. you can get it fairly intense, uh, and you can really feel. It. For me, it doesn't need to be more intense than that. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think like a sub pack is maybe more suitable for uh, uh, audio experiences because you only get yeah. like that beat and like it's it's it's, it's mm-hmm. a subwoofer that's pushing against you. It's maybe more the feeling of, of like how a music speaker mm-hmm. would feel like if, if you're standing in front of it. Well, this one is um, it's more direct and more precise. And more it's interesting. We, we, we need to do like a like a like a wife swap equivalent with the uh, with the packs. You know, <laughs> I'll ship Mike yeah. my sub pack. Send me his happiest vest and see how they compare. Yeah, yeah I, I'd love to compare them definitely because a lot of people ask that question because yeah. it is like the, the direct competitor in terms yeah. of product. I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah I'd be yeah. curious what the results. Absolutely, mm. if you guys can. Yeah. So, do you guys want to know what the people in the chat played? Sure, go for it. Yeah. Okay, so first of all, we have uh, uh, Watauk who played Assassin's Creed and Metro Exodus, uh, and he finally got uh, to play uh, Sarento VR. Mm. Then we have Elbak Delwonk, I hope I pronounce this uh, right, I'm not butchering your name. Uh, I went to Vegas and played The Void, 
the Star Wars oh, uh, one. Nice. nice. Uh, Les uh, started a career on Project Cars 2. I've been trying to um, Oh, yeah, and then uh, last but not least, Later. <laughs> there is one from Eric. Oh, here it is. I played a lot of Mon Monopoly deal in Oculus Rooms. <laughs> a lot. Like, I think it's solid. I really like it. You know, I like playing it on my own. Well, I only can play it on my own because everyone else's goes over heat, but I think but it's nice. Doesn't, doesn't it affect you over, though, when it's like I need to pay a $1 million bill? for rent and I'm all I've got is 5 million to give them like oh, yeah it sucks yeah it sucks it's horrible. terrible it's like in the game mechanic forces it's like no one in the real mind would, would ever no, do that exactly. like what do I have bonds do I have like a stack of bonds <laughs> that I'm right. shoving over to Mike to protect yourself you know um, but this week the like I, I played a fair bit I also I, I completed intruders of course um, uh, played some other games but the one i want to talk about is profundum um it's a puzzle game uh, i think i've talked about it on the show very briefly before but it's basically a series of escape rooms uh with a kind of steampunk style to it uh, it's kind of like an indie game um but what sets this puzzle game apart from all the other kind of puzzle games and room escape games is they've got some really nice like physics in this game when it comes to like uh chains and mm. cogs and things like that. Like I've never seen a game that does it so well, where you can actually pick up and manipulate a chain, which oh, is really, nice. really complicated. And oh, then actually nice. wrap it around a cog and then wow. pull it to then wrap it around another cog to then create a, a mechanical machine. Anyone uh, else want a Hitman game now? Because I I kind of just wanted it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> or a chain garrote, like just yeah. pull the old Italian lady down. Or what was that uh, that Wii game? Uh, Godfather was a. Uh, it was another one where you did that strangle and yeah, it's very rare. It's very rare. <laughs> I don't know if you can do that with your Wii uh, mouse, but, uh, but the, the <laughs> nice thing about the steam about the five controls that you already have like the little wire on the end of them. So you can just use that. Like, oh, exactly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but I thought it was uh, I thought it was a really cool little uh, uh, puzzle design, you know, using that mechanic to sort of build these little mechanical machines mm. up to move on to the next room. I'm probably mm. about an hour into it. I think it's about three hours long in total. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a short, Short, sweet little game nice little clever puzzle design so if puzzlers are your bag then you might uh, sort of get something out of this one but i'm looking forward to going back in and playing some more of that so that's pretty much uh, my mm. highlight of the week this week on steam, is it like? on steam yeah it's not on oculus store um i don't know if it will be coming to oculus store uh but yeah it's it's it's, it's in early access i guess so um, maybe they're polishing it up to bring it to other platforms in the future it yeah. looks nice though yeah we, we featured it a couple of weeks ago it's mm. cool yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, that's what we played this week, and what everyone in the chat played this week as well. So let's move into some quick news. And first up, your favorite over-the-top VR game is back with an update of monumental oh, proportions, and this is of course gone. Uh, now they're sort of getting closer to a final full release because they're still in early access. Uh, the devs' uh, free lives are pouring blood, sweat, and tears into polishing the existing content and uh, improving the game experience for new players as well. And um, I've kind of like dipped in and out of Gorn, only sort of to try it out. I've never really spent any real time in it. <laughs> I didn't realize that it's got a campaign almost now, you know, that you've got weapons to unlock, you've got boss fights and stuff now. So they've really added a lot of content to this game. And in this most recent update, they've also added a death pit full of spikes. <laughs> So now you can do that, that kind of Mortal Kombat thing where you pick up your enemy and just throw it out over into the pit and it kind of finishes them oh, off. No, really no, cool. no, 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 300, Mike, 300. It's no longer Mortal Kombat. It's been, <laughs> they've been usurped. Now it's like, I mean, you go, <laughs> this is 
Yes. <laughs> well, Mike, do you do you also know because you didn't know this had a campaign? Do you also know that you need to hide your TV and screens and certain oh, yeah. valuable things? Oh yeah, yeah. We, we've seen so many posts on Reddit and Twitter and everywhere else about Gorn and people just destroying their houses. And this is what I was going to get to because you know uh, they've added these updates. You know they've got new performance updates, voiceovers, and all this other bits and pieces. Uh, and one thing I really hope for this game is that. Now they've kind of got it into a full package that they release it on the Quest when that comes Please, out. No. But I was kind of thinking in my mind. Yeah, I was thinking in my mind, like okay. having having Tetris VR and then having access to this game is so freaking dangerous. Yeah. Oh yeah, people are just going to like take the headset off and just realize yeah. that their house is like on fire. Last week, like on the on the on the birthday party of my brother, there was someone like, "Yeah, I saw that one Gladiator game," and uh, like the the person just played Beat Saber. Like, oh, I would love to play that. I'm like, well, you know what? Not in my living room. <laughs> Not gonna happen. People get so. I, I I showed a few people Garn for the first time, and they mm. were just slamming their controllers against the walls. Like, oh yeah. If you show a game to people for the first time, don't let it be Garn. Okay, it's not responsible to do no. that. No, yeah. you're right. And, you're right. And don't do it after watching certain movies. There's a category of Japanese films that I absolutely love. They're the uh, splatter gore films, oh. uh, Story of Rikio, Tokyo Gore Police, Machine Girl. It's over the top violence, which is exactly what Gorn is. So it, the two should never be mixed in a room setting like Nady just mentioned. <laughs> Things will get destroyed. And I didn't know you as a big like uh, fan of that sort of like anime and genre that sort of genre. But you might be interested to know. Uh, I tweeted about it this week. There is a new series coming to Netflix yeah. called um, uh, Robots uh, Love and Violence or something like that. It's coming yeah. on uh, mid mid March, but it's a series robot. of animated stories. Love that. It looks like a new Animatrix. Yeah, exactly. If you haven't seen the Animatrix, like like, and I really like the Animatrix yeah. actually. If anyone hasn't. You're like a Matrix fan. But that kind of aesthetic, yeah. And you missed it. Because I think it would be really easy to have missed the Animatrix if, if you weren't, you know, if you weren't keeping your eyes open in the six months when it That's launched. Right. You would have missed it. But it's like all these little like samplers, <laughs> short stories in all different styles, you know, computer <laughs> graphics and then hand-drawn and all that kind of stuff. Right. Very cool. And this awesome. looks awesome, Mike. Mm-hmm. I, but funnily enough, the, the title to me just remembered me, reminded me of um, this old school game called Murder, Death, Killer. That's not what it stood for, but it was MDK. I can't remember. It was a PlayStation yeah, yeah. game, right? There. Exactly. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's the update on Gorn. And we've got some more updates as well because we've got an update from Big Screen. You know, we, we've been waiting a long time uh, for an update from Big Screen, and they were kind of a bit silent for a little while. But they dropped a huge update this week, and it seems like everything in Big Screen has been, like, redesigned from the ground up. We've now got new environments, which you can teleport and move around in. We've got a new uh, avatar customization, which has added beards, which is brilliant for me. Uh, They've got a new audio driver, new UI. And also, we found out that Big Screen is going to be coming to the Quest as well. So that's really cool. Um, I jumped in and checked out the update uh, this week and uh, checked out the new lobby because basically the lobby is now a big social area where you can just gather with people and just meet up and chat nice. and then you can go into like cinema rooms and hang out and watch movies or play games with your friends um but the cinema looks great now i don't know if you guys have seen it but it's basically like a new curved sort of seating layout with a much bigger screen now and everything just looks super nice the ui is really nice and intuitive to use and also they've added uh real-time ray tracing technology for better lighting effects in the cinema mm. as well which is oh, wow. really really cool and yeah. it's not um, exclusive to RTX cards owners. This is for everyone on mobile oh. platforms as well. Software, exactly. Okay. So, 
So the last update, they were bringing like movies to big screen. Are they mm-hmm. doing that with this update as well? Because they were, you know, going to do premieres on certain like uh, movies like Top Gun, for example. That was like their big uh, example of uh, what they were cool. going to. That was cool. Yeah, exactly. So I think this this update is gearing up for that. You know, uh, now they've got, uh, you know, all the PCVR owners in on it. They've got. Go owners, now Quest owners coming soon. I think this is what they're gearing up for, you know, to finally release this kind of update where we're going to do, you know, weekly or fortnightly movie releases where you can pay for your ticket and then go and watch a movie with your friends or family and hang out in VR. Um, Mm. But also the social aspect was such an important part of it, I feel. You know, being able to meet up in the lobby before a movie is about to start and get everyone excited about this film (laughs) and talk about it afterwards as well is is a big reason why I think they did this. Yeah, I I really really hope that uh, that big screen will be kind of like the new oculus venues and just cater to everyone in the world with movies where europeans yeah. can join americans and everyone yeah, can exactly. go in there instead of because with i remember with top gun it was us only so i couldn't join or i have to get a vpn maybe but mm-hmm. i really hope they can actually break through that and and get licenses that work for everyone uh, yeah, in, in that sense uh, also quickly going back to gone uh, i am root says uh, it doesn't have to be a violent game uh, my daughter punched my 4k tv while delivering santa packages in richie's blank experience oh my god <laughs> Man. Yeah, I, it doesn't have to be, but I would say probably the two worst offenders. I don't know what you guys think. It would be Gorn and the drunken uh, bar fighting one. Oh, <laughs> my yeah, face. Yeah. 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 True. Yeah. Sure. So, I was going to say the um, uh, so big screen, uh, similar to what Nathan's saying, it, it would be great if the legal side, you know, in terms of multi regional support yeah. for licensing wasn't a problem because it's going to be a problem. I think it's only going to get worse, honestly, with legislation the way it's going, Agreed. both yeah. in North America and Europe. But that said, you can see where these guys would, would absolutely kill it. Who wouldn't go for a digital release of a film where you could sh- show up with some friends? Now, at the moment, I think we still have this, the four-user restriction when watching a film, or can you, they, like Riff no. Max, fill a, fill a cinema now? Because if they can do that, they are, you know, they've already got the software stack across all these headsets. Now they just need to break that legal barrier. Yeah, it's way more users. Um, I think it was about 20 uh, users when I checked it out last. It could be more now that they've done this update, but um, they released, um, I think it was um, Stargate, uh, an episode of the reboot of Stargate, and that was available worldwide. So anyone could jump in, and I tried it out, and it worked flawlessly. Um, So I'm really looking forward to this, but I think the biggest selling point that people don't understand about this is watching 3D movies is like next level in VR. Like if you watch yeah. a 3D movie in VR, it's incredible. Way better than any experience you can experience mm. on your TV with 3D glasses. Oh. Um, so that's going to yeah. be super interesting. That reminds me of Riff, Riff Max Theater where you so were watching good. this Michael Jackson experience. There was like mist coming out of the screen and there were like yeah. zombies everywhere. Yeah. And then you were, awesome. for example, like watching a 3D uh, SeaWorld uh, movie. And then, you know, there was water suddenly everywhere and people started to also talk with bubbles around them. And uh, yeah. isn't, you know, isn't 4D, it that was more like 4D in a way. It was 4D. Yeah, yeah that's how they marketed it. But like the, the thriller experience for Michael Jackson, which was 4D. Awesome. I love that as well, where you get the actual 3D effect like you normally oh. would if you were sitting in a 3D yeah. cinema, cinema plus all these environmental effects. But mm-hmm. the thing that just does my head in is, it's been five years since that essentially kind of tech demo was put together mm-hmm. and we still don't have that same ability for like us to just jump in and watch a film of our choosing legally, exactly. uh, you know, or even pay a multi-person ticket and, and do that together. And that's where I think 
Mm-hmm. You know, their business model has to be headed that way. I, I would take what, what you were saying, Mike, even a step further. I think that experience, uh, that 3D in VR is better than the 3D in a theater experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got that comfort level, right, that you just can't replicate. You're sitting with a bunch of other people in a theater, uh, you know, all that comes along with that compared to oh, yeah. just in the comfort of your home or wherever. It, it's amazing. It really is. What I'm really looking forward to is where they take it to another level. So, you know, say you're watching Jurassic Park and then like a dinosaur pops up in the theater somewhere or, you know, you you could have it. So, you know, the director could give a speech at the beginning of every movie like it's being presented by Mm. them. But it's just replicated over and over again in multiple rooms with all these groups of people watching the film. I know what I want to be able to do. I want to be able to pop up a little menu in VR and be like, yeah, order that Domino's pizza, thanks. And then <laughs> exactly. I, house, exactly. Like, I run down, like, grab it, go back into my rift or whatever, like, yeah, just eat no way. Like, think of how chilled out yes. you've been. That would be I awesome. can't wait. The day is coming. <laughs> so there you go, big screen. You need to implement Domino's pizza ordering in the UI and then give them that sort of, what is it, Amazon access to your door so they can just bring it up to your lap. So that is big screen some awesome updates so go and check it out it's completely free and available on every platform um so the next bit of quick news is about the samsung odyssey because we had an amazing deal for this headset this week and if you're not familiar with the odyssey and the odyssey plus you know they're amazing mixed reality headsets you know and in my opinion the best you can buy out of the windows mixed reality lineup uh, i'm a kind of advocate of them now having been converted by them uh, having a bad experience with uh, windows Honestly, is even more up i think it's one of the best headsets you can buy right now mm. agreed like the display is incredible and for the price which i'm going to get onto uh this headset was reduced uh 50 off uh, directly available through the Samsung website, and it was brought down to 249 US dollars, which is an incredible deal for this headset. Because if you think about it, it's got the Odyssey. same. Or Odyssey Plus, sorry. Uh, I, I think it's not the Plus, right? Just the Odyssey. Odyssey. Original Odyssey, which some some people even say is better than the Plus because they prefer the clarity over the screen rather than this kind of blurred effect. That, that, that exactly. But yeah, so they were selling this on their website and uh, I was like, this is a great deal. Uh, you know, the, the display is the same pretty much as the one in the Vive Pro, which is would be four times as much as the price at this price, uh, the deal. So I was like, I'm going to jump on this. I'm going to get this headset. So uh, I, I took advice from many people and said, you know, use big Apple Buddy. You know, you can buy products through them. Uh, they're kind of, uh, if, you, if, if you've got products that are limited to the US, they'll ship them out worldwide, basically. Um, so you, you contact them and say, this is the product that I want, and they'll give you a quote. And that's exactly what I did. I said, this is the link uh, to the site. This is the headset that I want. And they got back to me around sort of eight hours later, and they said, um, oh, you know, the Samsung Odyssey is available on our store. You can just buy it straight from us. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, and of course, when I went to their store, they didn't have the deal on. So it was the full retail price. And I was like, hang on a minute. You know, I want to buy it at this deal price. <laughs> Here's the link again. Please just give me what I want and what I asked for the first time. And uh, they got back to me again. And by the time they got back to me, the deal had already elapsed. Oh, wow. <laughs> so uh, I, I missed out on it, which mm. I was kind of disappointed. Oh, um, so- why, why do we still need to import this headset in Europe? Yeah. I don't get it. Where is no. it? Where is it? It could be in the stores right now. It's been How long has it been out? I think Over I bought an Odyssey like a year ago yeah. or even Over longer. Yeah. I don't you know, know. what's going on. They need to approve HMDs before they get into yeah. like Europe, right? But 
I don't know, like Samsung, what is Samsung doing? Are they- yeah, right, right after marketing, it's poor distribution that's been the bane of VR pretty much since the beginning. I agreed. It's well, so frustrating. Especially in countries that doesn't, like even in Portugal, it's like, how do I get a, a freaking VR headset? You can't even get a Rift exactly. or whatever. It's like, are, you're screwed. Are the other uh, mixed reality headsets getting sold in Europe right now? Is yeah, there- yeah. 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 So where yeah, is the only one? It's yeah, so it's only- so strange. And I remember when mixed reality just got like launched, they wanted to try it in America. You know, it was like a pilot uh, thing. Um, but it's been it's been longer than a year now. So I think they should sell the Odyssey here. But maybe they don't see the the interest right now. I mean, they do have the numbers of how many people buy uh, MR headsets also here in Europe. Um, I don't know. I always feel like Europe needs more. There needs to be more VR marketing here. The only one that is doing it is Sony because, I mean, a lot of Europeans own a PlayStation. That's no Mm -hmm. secret. Uh, But uh, every time I see uh, like a commercial, it's US only. Like the Oculus Go commercials that, that, you know, uh, Facebook made, they are not getting sent out here on TV. The only thing I see on TV here is PlayStation VR sometimes, but it's rare. But that's the only thing I see. I've never seen an Oculus Rift commercial. I've never seen a Vive commercial. I've never seen a mixed reality commercial. I've never seen any other VR commercial. The only thing they mostly sell here are those garbage uh, uh, cheap um, like headsets where you can slide your phone in with those bad lenses. Um, so there, there is some work to do. Uh, it's it's mainly like US only uh, with like marketing. And no, that's why Europe is also kind of behind. And that's why there are more people in the US owning a headset, as far as I know. I don't know the exact numbers, but um, <laughs> although PlayStation VR is like 4 million users. So I'm sure a lot of people, like most people I know here right. in Europe, own a PSVR and not a, let's say, PC VR headset. Right. But how much of that is due to just poor marketing? How, how, what <laughs> yeah, that's, a good, that's a good one. That's a good one. I don't know, but I, I feel like there is some work to be done there. And Samsung, you know, um, just give it a try, see what happens. Uh, and the Odyssey is is welcome, especially yeah. here. We don't want to import it. It's so expensive. Even with this cheap deal going on of 250 you still need to pay a lot of money. Like, I, I don't know how much. I, I paid like five, almost like 600 to import it when it just came out. It's it's crazy, but hey. Yeah. I think um, the import was, was going to be about 50 to 60 US dollars, if not more. Yeah, um, but like yeah. I said, I didn't get the opportunity to do it. But let me know in the chat if you, if you did end up yeah. picking up this deal. I'd love to know uh, if you're uh, in so Europe and point. you jump on Because that's frustrating, by the way. That is frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, wow. exactly. It's um, opportunity, indeed. Yeah, so let's pass it over to uh, Rowdy to find out about uh, the games that you should check out uh, in VR next week. We've got a couple of cool ones actually to talk about this week, so I'm looking forward to you uh, giving us all the details, Rowdy, on these ones. Yeah, all right. It's actually like I had to like do a little bit of research this time to find like some 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 good titles. I didn't want to bring in the trash again, uh, so I found like a few titles <laughs> that were coming out next week. Uh, first up was uh, Chroma Gun. That is a, a game that is actually already out for a while on PlayStation regularly, but uh, they apparently are about to release a VR edition as well, or a, a VR update of it. Uh, it's, it's available for $14.99, and uh, it's coming out on the 19th of February, and I have a trailer of it ready, which I'm going to start now, so that um, the game is basically a color-based puzzle shooter, 
in which uh, you need to navigate test chambers by painting walls and droids using your excellent preschool color mixing skills. So I don't know if any of you have ever like uh, played this game, uh, but uh, so I, yeah, I actually played it this week. Um, I got a key for it and I uh, thought, yeah, I'll check this one out. Used the uh, the PS Aim controller as well, so I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And um, you know, when you're in that kind of world and you've got this controller in your hand, I was getting these kind of portal vibes, and uh, yeah, it, it's very basic, um, but it was kind of fun. I didn't feel like I wanted to create any content around it, but I, I had a little bit of fun with the game where I played, maybe about half an hour 40 minutes of it but um it's, it's yeah you just mix the colors like they said preschool colors you know you just make got to make sure you mix the right ones to uh, to open doors and stuff like that hmm. yeah. cool. this one has been in development for quite a while i i remember seeing a video back in the days when they were playing with the dk2 and an xbox controller playing it so they have uh, come a long way I can remember getting a key for this thing about a year and a half, maybe even two years ago. It's like nuts. And I don't mean on PlayStation, I'm on a PC. It was across Steam. But at the time, uh, it was pretty limited what you could do. I mean, there was a couple of kind of intro bits where you're playing against bots, I think it was, that were yep. kind of telling you how to how to work with the gun that you had. And uh, But I, it was a, a portal vibe, I would say. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those games that, you know, is borrowing from that, that kind of flavor. So right. there you go. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, next, of course, is uh, Dick Wild. It's releasing on the 19th as well for PlayStation VR, HC5, and Oculus. I didn't find a price yet. I don't know if you guys have actually looked at that or like found a price. Uh, I haven't found a price yet. Uh, we've talked about this game, I think, last week as well. Uh, but I'll, I'll reiterate what we said. So Dick Wild 2 takes us to a host of new places um, of which which have been affected by the massive outbreak of toxic spillage, creating a foul sludge that has mutated the, the local wildlife into the most darn tootin' vicious critters ever seen by the river folk. Um, <laughs> faced with this grave, <laughs> gravest challenge yet, exterminator extraordinary Dick Wild has enlisted the help of two promising apprentices ready to fight the deadly ooze. So, um, oh, nice. Have, have you guys played all? Have all of you played the original Dick Wild? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and, I really had a lot. I think you mentioned this um, last week about using the aim controller for the original game, and I never played it with the aim controller, but I'm very tempted to play this one on the PSVR with the aim controller over using PC VR headsets yeah, yeah, for that very reason. Ah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Also, uh, coming back to the price, the first one right now is around $20, and I do expect the second one to be maybe $20, $25. I think that would be a but has it, has it decreased in price maybe because I found the first one's price as well, but I didn't know like what the release price of that one was exactly. I don't know. I don't know. Like right now it's fifteen, but I I feel like it's gonna be twenty twenty five. Uh, I don't know. Okay. We'll see. But this one I'm looking forward to the most next week actually out of all the Dick games. Wild? I think. Yeah, yeah. Great. Dick Wild fanboys. <laughs> then uh, next <laughs> up we have uh, Shadow Legend VR. Uh, I got that one up here as well. Just oh. give me a moment. There we go. So uh, this one is uh, an action RPG exclusively designed for virtual reality where you play as the Grand Master of the Knights Templar in a story-driven medieval crusade. Freely explore densely-filled worlds and use your sword, bow, and magic skills to save your kingdom from the destruction of Lord Adaroth. It's coming out for the HC5, Oculus, and Windows Mixed Reality on the 21st of February. Um, hmm. 
looks wow cool. okay like you know uh, like in the trailer they're like feeding a horse with carrots and stuff like that i like that kind of attention to details they're f- baking burgers and like all kind of weird stuff um but it, i don't i don't really know what the gameplay is like so yeah we'll, we'll have to yeah. we'll have to see that this is uh, this is interesting because this game has been made by blake and he also worked on Mer- marvels Mer- Mer- oh, oh, yes. yes. that game that was a yeah. very you know uh, like an open world rpg a platformer very indie but going yeah. from that that cute little project to this is uh is a big step so i'm, I'm curious how much it feels like he learned a lot along the way and is now going to the next level so yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. nice uh, and then the the final title that I thought was worth mentioning is uh, Final Assault, coming out for the HC Vive, Oculus Rift, and uh, for uh, Windows Mixed Reality. Uh, I didn't find a price for it though, so uh, you guys have to apologize me for that. Um, it is an action-packed World War II themed RTS that capitalizes on the power of virtual reality, uh, commands massive ground battles as the skies erupt in dynamic dogfights, combat requires quick thinking and fast reflexes, fight the battle and win the war. That's the attack line. I, I would say if you liked Out of Ammo, then you should try this out. Although it's not having this first-person mode that you had in Out of Ammo, where you could switch. So it's third-person only. So I, I also played this one this week. I just realized I played a lot this week. Um, but the thing is, uh, I'm a because the, the thing that drew me to this game was um, I'm a big RTS fan. So like Command and Conquer back in the day, Starcraft, yep. I love those games. Um, and I was, a, I was a big fan of uh, Brass Tactics as well when that came out. So this mm-hmm. kind of like really piqued my interest. Um, but sadly, it doesn't have uh, the depth of those games. Uh, there isn't ah. any base building, and the. They're basically you can only direct troops through certain lanes, so you don't have freedom to direct them wherever you want. So I, I did find it kind of restrictive, and it's kind of like a baby's RTS, if you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. If that's kind of your bag, then fine. But for me, I, it's uh, yeah. You, you wanted something a bit meatier, and it, it didn't deliver. Yeah, alert. absolutely. Right. Red alert. We want red alert in VR. Exactly. Well, well as far as I know, uh, like Draco was like around twelve years old in the first movie, so I, I could play this. <laughs> <laughs> baby, baby RTS is right, right up your street, Nathan. Hey. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any more releases, Rowdy? Um, I know that Xing released last week as well. Uh, is it pronounced Xing actually, or is it Xing? Well, Zim Zim says crossing, don't you? Yes, crossing the land. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. right, right, right. I don't know. Well, it's yeah. been out for for HD Vive and for Oculus for a while, right? I mean, uh, yeah, it's not a new title, it but is. it's now coming for Alpha PlayStation VR. So, since it came out yeah. last week, I didn't include it into the official list. That's uh, a sharp. Note. Definitely one like if it, don't don't pass it up. I'd say if you're yeah. if you're into hard puzzlers yeah. uh, with gorgeous scenery, yeah, then. Crossing I, thing is, is, a, is a great. I, I really, I really hope they will do well on the PlayStation platform. They had like a very rough launch on PC, very rough. Okay. Quite protracted, I would say. Like, I, th- I feel like their sales, like they were, they were doing pretty well in terms of hitting top twenty on Steam for sales and a lot of their sale times for the last like year and a half. But in terms of uh, going 1.0, like now that it's on the PlayStation Store. That's, that's a great place to launch. And to be honest, mm-hmm. the game is, although it's quite pretty, it's quite low poly. 
So mm-hmm. it should run great. Performance friendly. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. The thing about a game that is selling very well right now is Apex Construct because oh. Apex Legends launched. Yeah. And then <laughs> since it's on uh, Origin, right? Yes. Uh, people were looking for it on Steam too. And the only game there is uh, is, is called Apex Construct, that VR game, the, the bow and arrow uh, title from uh, Fast Travel Games. Yeah. So their um, their sales went up four thousand real fast. Percent. Four four thousandth yes. percent. Well, yes. I, they I sold know, more games than on the launch. Actually, went up four thousand percent, and but also yeah. they had a lot of negative reviews because uh, people would buy the game and then say, "This is not the game I wanted." And they had like mm-hmm. more negative reviews uh, regarding that, which is of course completely yeah. ridiculous. Because uh, do, you, do, do you know what this demonstrates? There is so many freaking idiots out there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> really, should that warrant a negative review yeah. because you're yeah. the guy who made the bad decision? Yeah. But the honestly, bad review should be on you, dude, yeah. not the store. Yeah. Honestly, exactly. isn't it smart as a developer to pick a name that comes close to one of the, the, the bigger uh, behemoths to kind of get into the right uh, search results the first time you launch your I, game? I think, because I, I read the post on Reddit as well, I think he that the, well, the guy who wrote it there, Andreas, he said that they made just as many sales in the last seven months in, I think, in China or in another Asian country in, a, in, in seven days than they did in the entire year of 2018. <laughs> Yeah. But there you go, you got the language barrier as well, so people would misunderstand well, and, and just and go for it. If it's not your native language, like you're going to end up searching. Okay. If, if, it, if it was China, then how did they get access to Origin? So, I mean, then they go to Steam straight away to try to yeah. find it there. So I'm noticing a funny trend here. Like every time I take a holiday of like more than a week, something blows up on, on Twitch in a huge way. And Apex Legends is one of those. The last time it was bloody VR chat went away and it was like, <laughs> like and it just, this is, this seems to be a trend. That's fun. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. insane. Um, so let's move on to some uh, topics then. And first up, let's talk about Rift S again. Because I say again, because we talked about it originally back in November. So if you're watching the show back then, you probably remember us talking about it because there was around that sort of time, there was articles from TechCrunch reporting about Brendan Aribe leaving Oculus and also this Rift S rumor. And basically this Rift S was apparently the reason why Brendan Aribe left because in his own words, he didn't want to have a race to the bottom in terms of lowering specs and he wanted to focus on a true next iteration of the Rift. And of course, this was all speculation. We said it was speculation back then. We still don't have any solid details to this day. However, we're still getting a little bit more in terms of snippets from other people. And now this time Upload have kind of found some bits and pieces within the PC Oculus software that would point to this next headset, whether it's called the Rift S, whatever it may be. but the things that they found, they found two main things, which I'll talk about. And the first thing is that they found a setting uh, in the software that allows a user to select between 50 hertz and 60 hertz room lighting. So basically in the US and Europe, we have different frequencies for lighting. And this can, attr- this can affect uh, tracking, uh, particularly for inside-out tracking. And this is why this is so important, because... The kind of rumors suggest that this Rift S is going to use the Oculus Insight system, which is now going to be on Quest. Completely inside-out tracking. You don't need these constellation trackers anymore. All going to be built into the headset. So this is why this is kind of important, and this is why it's interesting that it's being found in the PC code. Mm. Um, 
So that's number one. Uh, the second one is that they found that whatever this new headset might be, it's not going to have a physical IPD adjustment, and it seems it's going to be a software IPD adjustment. Yeah, uh, which is, again, strange because obviously from Rift and Quest, we know that it's going to have a manual IPD slider for adjustment. So what do you guys think of this then, these new kind of snippets, these new rumors that are coming to surface now about this Rift S headset? Love it. I love it. I think, uh, you know, it, it all locks in and makes sense with the kind of rumor mill that we've had so far. Um, I still want that headset and I am still, I still feel a bit of a vacuum in 2019 of like something to get excited for in the PC domain. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Uh, I, you know, I still How are you might, with, might... with Quest. Is that something you're? Oh yeah, you know, Quest is great for what it is. Right. But it, it's not. It's not going to replace my day to day Rift. Exactly. And that's what I want. I'm right. absolutely itching at this point. Two and a half years in. Yeah, yeah. I want to replace my now crusty, like you know, overused yeah. Rift. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I did see people on the Oculus subreddit saying like, "Yeah, please, please bring a new like updated Rift because mine is falling apart." So it's been a long time now, right? It's been a long time since the original Rift launched, and if you're still holding on to your original we're headset, heading to three years now. So yeah, it's, it's seen some action. Who has had a physical part of their Rift break? Yeah, 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 I have. Yeah, physical part, like 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 the Velcro or the stitching. Has that come off? Because I had to restitch that onto mine because it was gone. That's a new one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the old one was all threaded. Uh, mine is actually fine. I don't know, but the the only thing that I do actually always kind of uh, have to uh, get replaced are the cables. Like I'm I'm a cable eater, but the headset itself is fine. I do feel like every time because I have this is my I think this is my third Rift now. Um, it's not because it's I'm getting a replaced one, and sometimes it's nice to have a new one and kind of have the cables straightened and stuff like that. But what I do notice every time I'm using a Rift for a few months, the front starts to decolorize a little bit, and I don't know what's up with that. Maybe it's the sun shining on that, or uh, but that's something I notice. But it's it doesn't have any effect on the gameplay, so that's good. But mm-hmm. I do notice it always like kind of becoming some kind of like I don't know. Yeah. The thing is, like, with these uh, sort of fresh rumors, it kind of got me thinking about this Rift S. And obviously this week I did a lot of research about the Oculus Quest. I did, like, a roundup video of all the, the details of it. And it kind of got me thinking that if they took the design and specification of the Quest and then mm. just basically removed the Snapdragon processor and then had a cable to your PC and that was the processing power from your PC, then it could be legit right like you know it, it could use the the quest inside out tracking the quest has got a higher resolution display than rift you know it's it's using a panel that's uh, 1440 by 1600 pixels per eye whereas rift is using a 1080 by 1200 pixels per eye so it's a big jump in resolution still using an oled panel um but it would kind of make sense that they use the same form factor same inside out tracking but they just tether it to a pc instead of being inside so basically making their own mixed reality hmd in a way Exactly. And the thing is, you can understand why, because, you know, setting up sensors for someone that's very new to VR is a bit of a minefield. It's it's a pain in the ass and it's a hassle. Whereas, especially if you have to set it up and put it down each time, like I couldn't even imagine what life like that would be like. Uh, I'm very fortunate to be in a position where it's just constantly set up. But I know that's not probably what the majority of people out there uh, have. But also the, 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 the worst piece of software at Oculus in the last two years has been the camera setup. 
Who oh, can yeah. get through the camera setup in uh, one in one go? Especially you know? that that rear diagonal one. Ugh. I look forward to that being gone. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly. the number one. Uh, Rowdy, just a quick thing. I think there's a scene problem we've yeah, had for I about. Know, I, I can't. I can't fix it. I've been trying it for your right. stream, so ignoring. Okay. Or, or what? That's what people know. Like I you're saying. I, I, sorry. No, I was just going to just add to what Mike was saying and uh, or even a hybrid the other way. Keep the Snapdragon and add the ability to add a cable, maybe tether it the oh, other yeah, way. Yeah. We all want that. Like, yeah. I think I think, you know, with the with the Quest being three hundred ninety nine US dollars and Rift now being what, three hundred and forty nine dollars. Um, if they take the processing power out of the Quest and it's tethered to a PC, they could make it really cheap. Uh, I think you know, yeah, yeah. without having to manufacture these sensors as well, like it could be 250, 300 bucks. And I think as a, as a step forward, that is quite nice. And I think maybe this is what they're referring to, you know, when, when, when uh, Brendan Uribe was saying, oh, you know, I want a full 2.0 Rift. And they were saying, well, no, we want to make it more accessible and cheaper yeah. so more people can jump on the platform. You can so, kind of see where they were going with it. So maybe um, no sensors is the way to go. Or are we still having, because what they could also do is what Vive is doing with their base stations. I mean, you plug them in, they worked fine. As long as they move away from USBs, I think they're yeah. doing great. So if that's no sensors or sensors that are just getting plugged into your wall, uh, just through a power source and that's it, and they communicate with your headset, that could also... I, think, I also think that this is where the contention came in with Aribe because... Being a founder of uh, you know Oculus and being part of the Rift and having this like great tracking solution with if you've got three sensors or more, um, to then sacrifice the tracking to a, a degree. And I know you know Windows Mixed Reality, it's like ninety eight percent there. Same with Quest as well, by the way. You know when you have the controller behind your head, it's just not tracked. And there's things they can do to compensate for that, but it's, it's still not perfect. And I think that's the problem here is that Rift owners and PC gamers they want the perfect tracking. They don't want to make any sacrifices. And I think this is where the Rift F, if this is the case, might upset a few people, but I still understand why yeah. they would want to bring it to the market. On the other side, if they move away from USBs, a lot of people will also be very happy. I mean, that have been, has been a hassle too, for me at least, always re-plugging my USBs uh, and, and then the, you know, the sensor setup as well. Uh, I mm. hope it's going to be even more easy for like people that just get their first headset my my brother recently uh decided to explain uh a bunch of people how to set up an oculus go and they were even struggling with that it's it's hard for people to get into that so it needs to be easier 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 <laughs> how easy it can be like the, the yeah. most easy possible well, the Go isn't as easy as you'd think when you look at the box. You're like, oh, all I need is this standalone headset. And then you realize you need the mobile app. And there are a number of steps. Like that was yeah. definitely for me one of the most surprising pieces of the Go that there was quite a bit of friction in setup where you'd expect for a device that's meant to be like super easy on the Go. And, you and know, that it wouldn't require that. Yeah. And again, that comes also back to the marketing. If you market the Oculus Go in the right way and the same with the Oculus Quest, then you will have a better you know, understanding of what you are going to get into. I spoke to like Mike last week about what I see on, on the community pages. A lot of people have no idea what the difference is between a Rift or an Oculus Go or mm -hmm. uh, a Quest. They don't know. 
they don't understand at all. And they also don't know what headset is really popular, which one is doing well because of what. Um, it, it feels like there, there, there should be more, people should be edu- educated more in, in that. Backlash, I think, because even you were asking me about the Quest and my like experiences. Yeah, with yeah. It, and I think even for somebody as technically savvy as Epix, like to, to have those questions at all at this stage, yeah, because we're I, months away from a release. I've not been able to try a Quest. So, I mean, that yeah. was my question for you was how did you feel the track and compare it, right? Yeah. But I mean, what you were saying, Nady, the same thing. Uh, for my Rift and Vive, I got to a point where I just kept the Vive base station plugged in and I would plug my Rift into that because I was so sick of constantly USB, right? And that worked for the longest time. But you're right. And that also ties into the marketing aspect is we've got this alphabet soup of models and numbers. We're the insiders. We got to sometimes stop and think, oh, yeah, the Go, that was the spec from the Quest. The person on the outside, like you say, looking in, who's new to VR, forget about it. <laughs> people just what the only people uh, what like people is like a, a black headset, and they they don't really <laughs> care about the rest. They are like, yeah, well, they're all the same, and they look all the same in in some way. So. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. But we, we had um, Nate Mitchell uh, from Oculus post uh, on Twitter this week mm-hmm. saying that there's going to be more surprises coming soon, uh, particularly around GDC, uh, including uh, a new game from Turtle Rock Studios, which are the same team that brought you Left 4 Dead and Face Your Fears. And according to Nate Mitchell, this is going to be uh, a game that kind of reminded him of playing Zelda back in the day that they're going to be uh, announcing around this time. So that's going to be super exciting. But it'll be interesting if the the part of his tweet that he's talking about surprises is referring to this Rift S, and maybe we'll hear about it sooner than Oculus Connect. But again, whether this thing will exist or whether we're just talking about pure speculation and it's never going to materialize, who yeah. knows? But I'd love to know what people think in the chat as well, uh, what they think you about it. You know what would be nice if you could um, like trade in your Oculus Rift and get a discount for the new one? <laughs> I don't know, but it'd be like, nice. like a, they recycle it and make like I don't know. They use the parts That's again. Exactly. So, so one of the things that if anyone has watched like Apple's keynotes, like for the last mm. number of keynotes, they talk about the recycled components when people turn their phone in and are able to then to, you know eighty five percent of that is then turned over and made into new phones, new new displays, and that. I really do see that coming up as, a, as, a, as an important point because if you take the Rift today, mm-hmm. it's probably a landfill filler. Like there's probably not a lot easily to, to take that, decompartmentalize that. Right. It's and and, the most and break it into recyclable components. You know? Right, right. So mm-hmm. that's coming. Yeah. Yeah. So that is um, some, some new Rift S speculation. So uh, who knows what will happen there. But let's uh, move on to uh, this book uh, I want to talk about called yeah. History of the Future. This is super interesting. It kind of came out of nowhere for me. Um, I, and, and sadly, I hadn't read any of Blake J. Harris's previous books. Uh, he, he wrote a book called Console Wars, uh, which was all about the battle between Nintendo and Sega back in the day. Sounds like a super interesting book. It's had like yeah. such high praise from everyone that's read this book. Um, it's even being adapted to film by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, and is also going to be made into a documentary as well. So, um, you know, I'm going to go back and check this out, but you know, let's talk about his new book, uh, which is releasing next week. I think on the 19th, and it's called History of the Future, and it's all about the story of Oculus, basically. And Blake, uh, the author of this book, over three years had access 
to uh, everyone who was around at the very beginning of Oculus and uh, and interviewed everyone and got all their sort of insider knowledge and details. And he was deeply embedded in there. Um, and that all changed. <laughs> it, um, I, I don't personally know why that changed or how that came about where he ended up being separated from that and not allowed access anymore. But that will obviously all be covered in the book. Um, but I was sent the intro and the prologue to this book to have a read and get a better understanding for. And the book is actually introduced by Ernest Klein, the author of Ready Player One. Um, and then it goes into the insight of uh, Palmer Luckey's past on the run up to sort of, you know, reviving virtual reality for the modern age and sort of his his hacker modder you know, mentality and and then how he took that leap to create Oculus and then ultimately become one of the, the fastest sort of startups to get a multi-billion dollar deal. It, it, it still stands as a record today that he was the fastest to do that, you know, from, from idea inception to then selling it was just incredibly quick. Um, and yeah, it's just really, really interesting and fascinating. And especially like in the bit that I learned was, you know, is about his past. And I also learned about the Rift name and how they came up with that as an idea, which I never knew before. And basically, they called it the Rift because uh, it, it creates a rift between the real world and the virtual world. And it, it seems obvious when I say it now that that's the reason why they called it that, but I never knew that that was the true meaning behind it. So you're going to get lots of snippets of information and insider knowledge about Oculus uh, through this book. And um, a lot of people have been tweeting about it this week as well, including Carmack himself, and uh, he stated on Twitter that um, I got to review the half, the first half of this book early on before the breakdown between the author and Facebook communications. And the things that I had first-hand knowledge on, uh, on were accurately reported. And I actually learned a bunch of stuff that happened outside mm -hmm. my... So even Carmack himself is saying this book is legit. It has some accurate reporting in there and some other stuff mm -hmm. that he didn't even know about. And then um, Kent Bai this week has been tweeting excerpts from sort of emails and stuff that have been shared that add context to a lot of stuff that's in this book. And there's a really interesting point that was made. Uh, and I've, I, I found this really interesting that Brendan Uribe, obviously before he left the company uh, was actually highly susceptible to motion sickness in VR and him and Carmack were having a discussion about Minecraft being on, uh, you know, the rift and on the go. And, um, Obviously, you know, Brendan used to get terrible motion sickness playing this game, so he was suggesting other modes, whereas Carmack were like, was like, no, you know, it needs to be, you know, pure as it is, you know, going into the depths and being chased by monsters is like the, the best experience, and it needs to be this way for players. And they had, had a bit of a, you know, a butting of heads about this. And Carmack kind of said this thing, and he said, it would be hard for a CEO of a sailing boat company to be enthusiastic and genuine about a product if they always got seasick when they went out on it. And Brendan is in exactly that position with these Oculus VR headsets. And it's kind of interesting to see that from the inside, you know? Mm -hmm. I also think though, Mike, because like when I first met you, you were you were quite sensitive to, uh, to VR yeah. sickness. I mean, I remember a few titles we played and I was kind of laughing to myself. I'm like, <laughs> he's got knocking his legs yet. <laughs> I'm sure that's calmed down at this stage, but. Um, oh yeah. I, I kind of I see that, and, and if you're the unlucky fella who who has that, uh, it's hard to it's hard to deal with it. But you can imagine that even with that detriment, when you are in the driving seat of such an entrepreneurial monster ship, that I don't think it would hold you back, even if mm -hmm. you're making it making you sick every time you went in it. You know, and, and Minecraft, to be fair, 
is one of the one of the benchmark sickness titles from the early days. It, it is not a comfortable experience. And I just want to throw in, uh, Mike. I read that first book, the the Console War. Absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, when I saw this as an action item for discussion, I was really excited. This is one that I haven't read yet either. I can't wait to read it though. But uh, yeah, the Console War one, fantastic guys. Um, you know. To me, the, the first one that I kind of really lived through was Atari versus Intellivision. That was, you know, the big one in the early 80s. But Nintendo Genesis is the one that everybody remembers, right? And mm-hmm. uh, the, how he goes in, and, and you, you talked about that, Mike, but it's literally in the trenches. I mean, there's stuff in there with that book, too, where people were coming up and, you know, they were reminded of things that they'd forgotten. I mean, it's... He does amazing research. So I'm really, really keen to read this. Can't I, I have to say, I'm going to kill Gordon out on this because he, he, our environment here is littered with old gaming tech. I mean, cabinet of stuff. I mean, this guy knows. I didn't know he built an arcade cabinet by himself. He's oh, got a Commodore right. literally at the feet here. Yeah. I'm not joking. We are surrounded in this tech. So him being excited about this definitely makes me even more. So anyway, I don't read many books, but this one I might have to make an exception for. So I, I, I'm like very intrigued. Where does this book then stop? Because as you said, like he wasn't allowed to be in there anymore. So when did it then stop? Because I would have loved to hear more about the shift from Oculus mm. to becoming actually now a Facebook company. Or as oh, far yeah. as I know right now, Oculus is Facebook now, right? It's Oculus is pretty much now a... Yeah. Yeah, uh, the book covers all of that. It, it covers uh, Palmer's departure from Facebook as well. So there's oh, a so lot he of- was still in there even when even when he wasn't in there, he still had from insider the, yeah, access okay. or hmm. like you know, snippets of information coming to him. And you know, this has been a passion project for him because he's very passionate about VR as well. Um, cool. So everything up until pretty much you know the last sort of six months maybe is going to be covered in this book. Wow. So if you want all the information about the drama, the inner politics, uh, you know, everything from, from Oculus to Inception to almost where it is today, you're going to learn about it in this book. So, so what, do, what does Facebook think about this book being released then? That's a good uh, question. Yeah. A lot of people um, were given copies of the book. Uh, you know, he sent out copies of the book to everyone. And that's why, uh, you know, Carmack got this kind of first half of the book to review himself. Okay. And, you know, I think um, from what everyone has been saying, uh, it, it's pretty accurate, you know. So it would yeah. be really interesting to learn more, particularly around, you know, Palmer's situation, because yeah. it was kind of a, a shock, yeah. you know, thing. You, know you, 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 you make this company, you, yeah. you come with this vision, and then you sell it, and then you get ousted you know halfway true uh, through the first couple of years yeah. you know it's, 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 yeah, it's a shame who owns the movie rights right we are going to see a vr version <laughs> of social network before long i i guarantee it because that story of how oculus came to be like with the lawsuits that were going on and all the trauma absolutely the in the garage in the beginning who's going to play palmer yeah somebody mentioned in the chat as well but i believe that the the first book is being made into a movie that's oh, the yes. concept. Yeah, so, Sanda, so yeah, yeah that you were saying that too. So this would be amazing as a movie. But like with Nady, I'm, if if it brings us, and it sounds like Mike, it does into that period when uh, when Palmer was leaving. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, super interesting. Yeah, Very there juicy. is. A, so you can buy it on the nineteenth. You can buy it as a hard copy or as a digital copy or as an audiobook, I believe. So, oh. um, so yeah, check that out on the 19th. And the book is called uh, History of the Future, if you missed it the first time around. One uh, question yeah. I wonder if that book answers, and I assume it doesn't, is what caused the rift to be delayed? 
uh, who knows? Uh, you know, I think we all speculated that it was the Xbox controller, right? So there are more, right. There are more questions. That I have to, when did they start making touch controllers for the Rift? You know, was it mm. like after like the five wow. controllers were already announced? Was that before? Was that, you know, those are like... You, you know just in hindsight, guys, because what was that gap? It was about seven months. Between it, was a, it was almost a year. It was almost it was a year. And yet the attach rate now, would you guys agree it's pretty much one-to-one? Oh, 100%, yeah. Right, but even those early people, they probably all got touches by now, I would imagine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they do. <laughs> yeah. I think we saw stats about that, and it was almost like 97%. Right. It was, it was insanely high. The delay was so crazy that when Oculus Home launched, there was almost no one that was able to even log into that with their ones because almost none of them yeah, yeah. I, know, I know one of the three percent my best mate he I, i've been trying to convince oh, he still has just that he won't buy the touch oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, come on, so man. there you go there's the one guy <laughs> we need to send him a touch i feel bad for him. <laughs> let's arrange this um but yeah so that's all about that book definitely go and check it out i'm sure we'll probably talk about it more next week once we've had some time to read it maybe we can share some juicy details with you um but let's talk about our final topic this week and that is audica uh, and this is a new vr game announced this week from harmonics yeah, now if you're not familiar with harmonics they're the, the team famous for creating the rock band series and also rock band uh, vr and actually i have a funny uh, quick story about this and um because hmm. nate and i went to an event um maybe about a year ago now in London. It was before the Go even came out, and uh, we, were, we were there to check out some new Riff content. And Jason Rubin was there, and we got uh, chatting to him. And I, of course, asked the, the super cheesy question of, like, what's your favorite VR experience? And um, he laughed, actually, and he said that his favorite game was a game that no one pretty much ever played, and that was Rock Band VR. Yeah. And, um, it's meant to be me awesome. Too. Yeah, it's meant to be awesome. <laughs> The, the hilarious thing is, this game, everyone who bought a Rift got the adapter to play this game, yeah. <laughs> but no one did, uh, because obviously you needed a, a guitar controller to play it. But um, they went to the effort of bundling this 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 accessory with every Rift, because they thought it was going to be this like huge success, yeah. and it flopped completely in terms of a, a VR that game. Was it, Mike. Think if that's what delayed it. <laughs> Think how embarrassing it would be. Because when he said this, I laughed and said, was that the reason why the touch was delayed? And he said, no, it wasn't. Oh, all right. um, so um, it's funny that you said that because great minds think alike. I, 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 I don't I even know what this accessory that is. I, and, I and it's do like a rubbery thing, right? Like a holder. Yeah, I've still got a couple. Oh, yeah. You know, okay. funny, funny fact. Last week, I was on the Oculus store uh, checking yeah. on how you, you know, how you buy a Rift nowadays and how you get, you know, a Go. And they still sell this on their store. You can buy one now if you want. And going even deeper down the rabbit hole, do you remember that trailer they made with Palmer? smashing ah. his guitar on the ground oh, and then yeah. jumping into the tour bus with these rock band <laughs> dudes. Dude, that trailer. This is what I'm talking about. If you have a, like, like a role model, someone that is like the, the frontman of your company, you can really sell a product. And that's well, a great example of how you do it. 
That was better to his than his uh, his Alaska trip, which is the most embarrassing. Thing oh, that was so cringe. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, no don't, don't start on that one. Oh yeah. But, um, if, if you want to know what he about. doesn't, though, you know, like who else with yeah. like you know, I would have said, "Heck no, I'm doing that." But he just, you know, he he rolls with it. Okay, it's cringy and awkward, but in a way, mm-hmm. that's also why I watched it because I knew it was going to be in some kind of way cringy and awkward because <laughs> it was going to go wrong if they do it live. Of course, it's going to go wrong everything goes wrong so if, when it goes like okay, what's going on here mike explain so if you don't know about like what we're talking about and what we're laughing about here but basically someone um, a member of the vr community won the very first cv1 and it was delivered by palmer himself and you can google it and check it out it's the cringiest video ever the guy is just so underwhelmed it's hilarious the best part is just that you know first off it's not delivered at his house he had it delivered at his workplace so he couldn't install it he couldn't like you know do like a computer like he could he couldn't do anything he didn't have anything there he had to drive all the way home and then to set it up but like you know the, the way that Palmer introduced it it was like oh yeah you know like uh, we traveled so many hours this and that we're gonna finally deliver i wanted to do it in person this and that and then he finally gets to the guy he hands it over and it's literally like maybe two three minutes and then like okay well you know like it's, have fun it's so weird this this is the first guy buying a Rift. You, you had to be so freaking fast to get it. Yep. And then he's not even excited to see Bulwer. No, delivering it's, 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 it's amazing. It's it's amazing. amazing. He had that book on him. Like, are you leaving yet? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit funny. <laughs> oh, my yeah. days. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the, we're getting a little bit off road here. But yeah. basically, oh, Guitar Hero, that this Guitar Hero experience, this rock band game, has been made by the same guys who now made this new title, right? Cap, exactly, yeah. They also, and, and made, they also made Dance Central. I want to call it out because there were several yeah. of those on Xbox with Connect. So they, they've dabbled in this kind of technology for some time. And that was really solid. Like for years in London when it was terrible outside and I nothing to do for fitness, it was my Beat Saber. Like, and it's mm-hmm. amazing that you can do this, this game. If anyone's played like Just Dance or something that's very controller-oriented and kind of faking it, uh, it was a real game, which was skeletally tracking you to kinetic, and it was amazing. Oh, wait, 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 wait. The hand solo dance thing was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. So, <laughs> so let me just call you out on that one. Everything else, maybe, but hand solo dancing, I'm sorry. I, that's have where you, I draw the line. Mike, have you, have you done hand solo the dance in Beat Saber already? Refused. You have I, 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 I beat both uh, Dance Central 1 and 2 and have high scores in those, but I have no idea what you're referring to with regard to the connect. It was the connect one. It was like a Star Wars connect. So it was dance. a separate title altogether that Harmonix developed? Or maybe, well, maybe it was just dance. I'm getting confused a little bit. But okay. anyway, we're, we're going way off track. We're sort of like, we're in the we're in the reeds right now. Let's pull it back onto the road. So um, Audica is a new beat rhythm game. And the way I could best describe it for audio listeners is that imagine if Beat Saber and Space Pirate Trainer had a beautiful neon baby that's what this game would be and and basically you're armed with a pair of rhythm gun blasters and you have to shoot and smash targets to the beat of the soundtrack which has songs from like uh, the most popular electronic artists in the world and basically you have blue and orange blasters which obviously correspond with targets which you need to shoot in time of the music and um it says that you will need to be pro, uh, proactive until you and your blasters become one, performing a tightly choreographed ballet of beat blasting brilliance. A ballet? <laughs> a ballet of brilliance. And it's going to launch with around 25 tracks, apparently. But of course, the big question from the community has been, 
is it going to have custom track support and are they going to be able to map their own tracks because that's really what everyone from the vr sort of rhythm game community wants you know that's why beat saber at the same time time, beat saber didn't didn't start with custom track that's true it was still a hit you know no 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 no. It, it was the community that that were able to mod it and do it themselves that push right. that forward and explode it and still to this day is what push is pushing yeah, beat saber before but when it initially uh, got released it didn't have any mod support no but now that people are aware that course, we yeah. can have this you know they want it obviously straight away so i would imagine people will try um to mod this straight away but obviously they're not going to be supporting any mods initially out of the gate but it's a um, harmonics game like i mean the excitement for me in a harmonics game is they're going to bring in really decent audio like that is their, I see what you're saying that is like, that is their right. soup and like i maybe i'm sitting on the other side of the fence to that you know massive people who who like modding beat saber and similar games to get their tracks in i'm a vanilla game guy like if you give me 10 tracks i'll just play that over and over and over and i'm totally happy to yeah. not have my music in me too. because it's perfectly synced, it's perfectly mapped it's exactly as the developer intends that's it. your primary it's, right it's, it's their artist's brush it's not like 70 different random people on the internet because the the consistency level and getting like mm-hmm. you know happy tracks if i want to call it that like a, a good consistent experience uh-huh. um you know, it is not there when you open it to the community, unfortunately. You can get you can find a one decent guy who's pumping these things out and working as hard as he can. But then again, it's just one person. Mm-hmm. You know? But license-wise, you can't even do that in the first place. So it will always be or the community making something extra for your game. And yeah, marketing-wise, that's awesome. And if they if they can't do it, might uh, impact your title a little bit after, especially Beat Saber being such a big hit. People now think that's the standard. Well, like people really think that all these songs you can you know, uh, mod uh, have been provided by, by the devs from Beat Saber, but that's yeah. not true. And actually, yeah. I found out a really shocking piece of news, which I, I don't even think, I didn't see it make press, but Audio Shield, which actually Audica looks a lot like, it borrows the same kind of color theme and it, the way you're staged and even mm-hmm. in the mixed reality presentation of it, looks a lot like Audio Shield, one of the early uh, audio beat games, which I really liked by a guy called Dylan Fitterer. Yeah, um, who did who did and a uh, bit of blasters of the universe, a little bit of blasters of the universe in there as well. But um, that that game got totally neutered. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way I could recommend Audio Shield to someone today because the whole kind of grab a YouTube video with any song and and present it, they had to take it out. Yeah, uh, and so if you have and that, you're game, right. It's that did compromise the experience. I yeah. can't even play it now. It's just yeah. like, what's the what's the point? You know, no, fair enough. That's a yeah. fair point. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. weird. What, is there a reason that you know that they that they got rid of that? That they have to- I, I, as I understand, it was legal reasons. I played so. it last week, and I can confirm it's all out. Because I told someone, yeah. like, you got to try this game because you can watch a, a video on screen and then also play with it. But it's out. There are but only so some weird because if, if, songs in there now. Because if the video is on YouTube, is that not already on, like, a, a platform that is already a third party? Like Because it was built into the game and it's a bit of like a marriage service, you, you can't step that far away from it if you're saying, you know, I'm making it easy. It's kind of like the days of Napster and Kazaa. You right. can't just, like, provide the platform and be like, oh, it's, they're just doing it. It's not it's not me. It's, it's them. But then so, it's the same yeah. as, like, what Beat Saber is providing modding tools. Oh, yeah, you can mod the game so you can add custom tracks. Uh, I don't know if they're 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 allowing it so much because yeah. it breaks they break it breaks every time they update the game basically. Yeah. Uh, what's the uh, what's the what's the Vive Rift emulator? I can't remember the name of it. It's exactly Revive. Same. Revive, Revive yeah. is, it was in the same spot for ages. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Mm. Um, but I think you know this mixed reality uh, trailer does a good job of portraying how cool this game could be uh, playing in VR, and I think it's another advocate of like mixed reality trailers do make VR games look really cool to play. Um, so it's cool that they're doing that. They're also going to have live support, so you can make your own mixed reality content when this game comes out. It's going to be launching on Oculus and Steam on March the seventh. Mm. So put that in your diary and uh, definitely want to look forward to. It. Mm. I'm looking forward to playing this one. I think it looks like a lot of fun. So yeah. this, this this could be the first time Beat Saber gets competition. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Legit competition. Yeah, exactly. This is interesting, this by is... the way. In the chat, they're saying, uh, Eric is saying that uh, the, it's not about the legality of the YouTube tracks, that they had to take that one out, but it was that the YouTube API started to have fees associated with it. Uh, yes. Ah. Uh, right. that, would, that would kill it, especially for a single dev. That, only, that makes sense. The only other yeah. harmonics game I was just going to underline, because they actually have a lot of VR experience, uh, mm-hmm. Sing Space on the go. And if anyone's looking for... <laughs> yeah, I played that one. It's really... It's, it's actually like a karaoke cool. uh, title. It's karaoke. I, I, uh, I, I like it. it. My wife, we had <laughs> you got to kick paragraphs. Okay. You can do it one one at a time, or do it yeah. in tandem, or do it with friends mm-hmm. if you if you you know have the balls. But so. I I do feel like they never had a killer title in VR that everyone remembers. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. VR was okay, but as you said, like no one really used it. Honestly, I never used that thing. I never no. jumped in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think any of us, that's right? That's also, again, marketing, right? You need to <laughs> educate people on the way uh, they they know what to do with it. Um, but this yeah. could be the first uh, one where they really put themselves on the map uh, with, with, with a VR uh, experience. Great and, timing, and- because Beat Saber has pumped up the, pumped the flames of, like, you want VR and audio and something to kind of jam to. And now people will want more. Like a couple of months from now, there's going to be a huge mass of people looking for I just want another game. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be interesting because Beat Saber starts to now sell these DLC packs soon. Yeah, and yeah. I'm sure they have some more tricks uh, up on their sleeves. Okay. They just well, the Dice Award too, right? One of the Dice Awards. So. Uh, yeah, you know, it kind of depends on how they promote this new title because as, as Mike said many times before, Beat Saber had this free marketing and I don't feel like you can pull that off once again with a right. Beat Saber had its moment, but you can't just do the same thing and serve on those popularity waves. Yeah, and look at Beat Saber. I think you showed it, Nady. You had the, the video of the uh, arcade style machine, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, would they have been able to do that had they, had it not taken off like that? Probably yeah. not. Right. I mean, Beat Saber has been smart enough to even expand into like arcades and, exactly. and show off Beat Saber in in like real places. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just happy to see the success of a, of a game like Beat Saber because that's really like a game that just sells a system, right? I mean, if yep, they want to try that, and even even if because I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm that big of a rhythm fan, but you mm. know, I, I okay, yeah, I get into the game just to like you know do the song yeah. so like even on like lower modes or whatever but it's such a fun title and if i get people over it's almost the instant that they that they want to try virtual reality is one of the first things i'll let them try because it's it really is a system seller you know you really get virtual reality when you're yeah. when you're trying that and okay it's maybe not like the most like intensive game you know it's not a first person shooter or like the, the types of game you, i mean i wouldn't play beat saber on a pc you know i would like swiping swiping stuff like that plus what yeah expert plus honestly if i got people that are not gamers that come over the two things that constantly come up beat saber google earth yeah exactly (laughs) no no that's exactly the same for me and it like it's wander on the go because you can just go to any location it's like oh i'm now in south africa and you're like around you're like 
It's fucking cool. And, yeah. and, and, and don't forget, like, Beat Saber is super easy to learn. And now with these modifiers, like, we had this party last week. I put everything on uh, no fails, no obstacles, no. They were just just failing all the time, but they had the most fun, <laughs> fun time ever. And they didn't care. So, yeah. But uh, honestly, I think this is the best developer we could wish for that is working on this rhythm uh, game because I don't feel like they made this to compete with Beat Saber in the first place. Uh -huh. This company has always made titles that have music involved. It's like in their you know soul of of developing. So they are going to to go for their own take. Uh, well, we have also seen others like the, the pop stick game, for example. They 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 are really trying to hop onto this this hype train of Beat Saber being there, and they they I don't think they are getting distracted by that at all. They they have always uh -huh. made these games in the first place harmonics is a company that just breeds yeah. these kinds of children yeah. they're that's offspring right. they're happy with them and i agree with you i think there hasn't been much sway that's why i think pipeline for a year and that's yeah. why i do think it can live next to beat saber and have its own genre what time is it march uh march the 7th yeah so not long a couple nice. of weeks that's awesome yeah yeah. So we've had a, a really jam-packed show this week. Uh, thank you for Ep to Epix uh, for hosting uh, Zim in your in your house and being part of the show as well. Always a pleasure to chat with you again about VR. And if you've got any questions, I think now's a good time to ask some questions. You can ask Epix some questions or you can ask us some questions just while I round up the show times again. Uh, so just a reminder, it's a weekly uh, VR, AR, and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. Tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. Or check out the audio version, which you can get on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Anchor. Speaking of exercise titles, uh, and, and looping back to your Elite Dangerous comment, best comment of the day for me goes to Stefan Anderson, who said, I played Elite Dangerous for 13 hours. Burned four calories. <laughs> exactly. I think it's a negative uh, deficit you uh, incur playing that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You but no, we, we've had a gem. We've talked about Rift, Rift S, obviously Audica, you know, this new book coming out next week. We've got loads of stuff to look forward to. Yeah. Um, definitely hyped about that book. There's a question for you here, Mike, from my Rift kit. I'm saying this because you've got experience with these cards. I'm installing separate liquid coolers on my i7 and RTX 1080 Ti, uh, but installs will be a month apart, which will have the most profound effect. Which should I do first? I wouldn't. I wouldn't separate them. I would just wait. Just, just, just wait because I, I, I am not going to lie. It is such a pain in the ass to do it um, that you just want to do it all in one. Trust yeah. me, yeah. don't separate them because you're going to have to redesign a loop. Uh, the, for the, you're going to have to design a loop the first time, install it, and then redesign it the second time and uninstall it and cut new pipes. It is, it is probably the worst thing I would ever recommend anyone to do. But it, but it looks nice. It looks super nice. And then when people come by, you can tell the story every time how much you struggle, but it looks nice. And trust me, you will you will understand what it's like to have a sleepless night the first two nights after you've got it set up, thinking that your PC is... is pissing itself in the other room so that's my what was the name of the video that you did where you showed your your build because that was a cool video and for anyone who's looking at it, like a, a finalized yeah product, you know so i think if you just if you just google like a how to water cool a, an rtx 2080 ti then you'll find my video about it which is kind of a rarity for me but it was kind of an interesting one i wanted to do but annoyingly about that video interesting story is that ek 
change their guide the day after I put up that video to add some more thermal strips to this. Everyone in the video is like, oh, you're a noob. You missed out that. I'm like, hey, change the fucking guide after the video, dudes. Like, seriously. Exactly. Anyway. Uh, so there we have it, guys and girls. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. We've had a blast, as always. Uh, we'll be back at the usual time next week. So have a great week in VR. And until then, bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. See you, everyone. Bye-bye.